Welcome to the Good Rookies Podcast. My name is Fahim. And my name is Nellie J, y'all. And we are Good Rookies. (laughs) What's going on, everybody? Happy Good Tuesday. And guess what? It's episode 74. 74. Wow. Oh, oh, oh. That's right, y'all. And we're so excited. We have a very smart, intellectual guest Panda podcast. You know what I'm saying? Who's going to drop a lot of knowledge. Because a lot of stuff we're going to talk about, y'all. I don't know anything myself. So we're going to learn together. Fahim, please introduce who we got. All right. So this is going to be a, a really good special podcast, I'd say, because we have someone. We have many times we have recurring guests. Uh, this is one from way way back we just mentioned we did 74 episodes he's from episode number seven wow like we were just like young pups coming up (laughs) so that's true um he's definitely got a lot to uh this is spill for us today with a lot of questions and we're gonna get a lot of answers and i'm happy to be educated um let's welcome dr joel kerr to the podcast today dr j Dr. J. Dr. J. I appreciate that. What's Chest up, bump. Dr. Chest bump. <laughs> what up, Dr. J? How are you doing? How is everything um, going? I was seeing since I think uh, the pandemic was about to end, we thought, back in 2020. And wow, here wow. we are. Here, here we, we are. are. Was this part four, part three? Who knows? <laughs> it's just a long, long, long sequel. Uh, but listen, both of you, I appreciate, and I want to congratulate you on your 74th episode. That is impressive. Um, this definitely takes a lot of consistency. And I know a lot of people think that they can just do this. They see it being done and they're like, oh, I'm smarter than them. I look better than them. I can speak better than them. <laughs> None of that matters because at the end of the day, it's consistency. It's the time that you guys put in. So I want to congratulate you on that. Because Thank uh, you. you guys are doing a great job. Keep it up. No, thank you so, so much. And actually, in the shout-outs, I'm going to ask you to give our listeners some uh, some advice for, for the pandemic, whatever that is. So think about it while we go through the episode. Um, but, uh, you know, being a sports fan and you're also – you work. And we're going to highlight you, of course, for the culture sure. and go in detail there. But um, – We've seen a lot of injuries. I think they said last playoff it was the most injuries we've ever seen in superstars. Kawhi went down. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris Paul was had an aggravated injury. Giannis almost was it cut and missed injuries. Trey yes. missed again. I mean, like Harden, Kyrie. I mean, I, the list mm-hmm. goes on, right? Yes. Very injury ridden uh, playoff uh, uh, um, post game. And now this season, a few, a lot. I think a lot of injuries as well. I know doctors pr- pr- they assume that because of the bubble and the short turnaround from that season that Mm -mm. we'll probably see injuries for the next two years so Mm -mm. as a raptor fan og had a hip pointer injury and i don't know what the hell that was Mm -mm. but apparently they're saying that it can reoccur at any time Mm -mm. as a raptor fan should we be concerned that this is going to be bothering him for the rest Mm. of his career or is it something that just happened because of not resting enough or whatnot well, um, I'm just going to segue into this idea that just popped up into my head because I want to come back on here at some point. But I think what I will do next time is I'll have a model uh, on my computer that I can share the screen with with regards to these injuries so we can see exactly what we're talking about. 
Perfect. I'm literally, it just popped into my head. I'm like, man, I should have done that because I got a pretty cool <laughs> software that I could just do 360 of the skeletal system, muscles, nerves, put them in, plug them out. Um, but yeah, but that's for next time. So that's a plug for you to make sure that I'm back in here uh, oh, sooner than later. <laughs> but going to the question, a hip pointer. So everybody has hips. You're, if you put your hands on the side of your, your hips, you should feel some bones. If you take your thumb and just push it towards your groin, there should be one that really sticks out. Mm -hmm. That is called your ASIS, okay? Anterior superior iliac spine. That protrusion, that bony protrusion houses or is where a lot of muscles attach. So what could have happened, one of two things. One, OG could have fallen on his stomach on quote unquote that pelvic area and bruised the bone and also the attachment. Two, someone could have kicked it in the, in the play, kicked, elbow, kneed it, whatever it may be. And actually the third could have been him just trying to exert some force. And as he did that, the tendon pulled away from the attachment site. And therefore, hip pointer is a, I, I'm just going to call it what it is. It's a sports commentary injury. There's a lot of those that I find really annoying. Um, growing pains. Um, what else is another one that I can't stand? Growing strains, calf strain, all that stuff. Those are just words they use for the lay public so they can understand what it is that's going on. But a real technical term could be either an iliopsoas tendinopathy acute or a rectus femoris tendinopathy acute. Something along those lines would be the more accurate definition of the injury. Um, but for that young man, to be honest with you, I personally believe he's too bulky. I think he needs to get a little bit more lean um, with, his, with his overall body composition. He has all the attributes to be great. I just think he's just a little bit too, um, too big. And for how the Raptors want to play with guys over 6'5 that can guard all five positions, which he can do, but at the same time, he always ends up being injured at some point throughout the season. He never has played a full season. And I'm hoping that maybe this is not too serious and he'll be able to bounce back and make contributions because the boys have been playing really well, um, yes. especially Steady Freddy, for sure. You got to shout yes. him out. Shout All out star. Steady All Freddy. star Steady Freddy. Vote, 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 vote. Okay. Vote. Thank you for breaking that down because I'm like, okay, I, I totally understand it. Um, I can't feel my bone, you know. You know why. <laughs> no but, um, <laughs> but um, okay, so let's go to the next injury, uh, which was a breaking news today. Damian Lillard, breaking news, as everyone found out today, that he has to now do abdominal surgery. We all know he, he's been struggling this season, not playing his best. And that abdominal, I mean, I could imagine playing basketball with an abdominal injury. That must be painful. But... Yes. The fact that now, now that he has to go to surgery, how yes. much pain do you think he was playing with this past couple of months now? And then hmm. they're saying that he might be out indefinitely. How serious can this be? Well, let's, again, I wish I had that uh, diagram all set up so you guys could see exactly what we're talking about. But your abdomen basically runs from just underneath your um, xiphoid process, which is just underneath your chest, and goes all the way down to your pubic bone in the front and along the side as well. So we're talking about the abdominal muscles that everybody wants to have for the summertime, but they don't want to put no work in. Rectus abdominis and potentially your, <laughs> your internal, external obliques. Mm -hmm. so I, again, just being aware of this injury myself, uh, I could only suspect that he might have what we call a sports hernia. 
which is, it sounds really painful because it, it is. Um, it literally is a line, a, either the internal or external oblique, which makes up the abdomen, is going through the inguinal canal. And the inguinal canal is what us men had to make our testicles drop through to make us be boys. And there's a very, very good possibility that that's the injury that he has. How does one get this one, this type of injury? It's through just playing physical sport. It's also through training. It's very important that when he is doing his exercise, and this boy loves to work out. We, we know that. We've seen the videos. Yes. We just have to make sure that when you are working out, that there is a balance of abdominal work. And I know a lot of people, when they think, okay, I'm going to get, get, get in shape this year. I'm going to do 1,000 um, sit-ups. I'm going to do 500 crunches. And that's the type of stuff that can create this issue where you just have what we call an over-strength or overcompensation of flexion-based uh, muscles and exercise. And it can create an imbalance on the extension-based ones. And when the body gets put into any position that it doesn't like, it usually rips because it says, I've had enough and I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. So he probably had very, very small tears of these abdominal muscles throughout the season. Because he, ha he didn't really look like himself throughout the season, actually. Yeah. Like, he just looked off. And I think this probably was it. Well, it's interesting because we all know LeBron had, I think, a level one. Or he also had abdominal issue, too. And he missed, mm. I think, four, four weeks. He came back after four weeks. So um, we'll obviously monitor LeBron. He was playing great this past week, uh, averaging over 30 and stuff like that. But I'm just happy you broke it down because I know a lot of times as fans, fantasy owners myself, who mm -hmm. wants to draft players, you know, injuries are always an issue. We get that. Sure. But this year with COVID protocols and with injuries that are still mm -hmm. lasting from that bubble offseason, that's very short, what, what 60 day turnaround? Um, yeah. You know, as fans, it's kind of frustrating to see like your, your, like your favorite players kind of go down. So thank yeah, you. I want, mm -hmm. I want to touch on that though, if you don't mind. Of course. Um, with regards to the bubble and the turnaround, yes. it's a real thing. It's a, it was a, it's a real thing. It's a lot of stress and strain on their bodies and to have that limited amount of recovery. And let's just be honest. Uh, LeBron is a freak of nature for two, for two reasons. One, just his size. And two, his actual overall focus on his body. Like he spends a good amount of money, time on it. Not a lot of players do that. Let's yes. just be honest. Some men just spend their money on their, their gold teeth and their chain and their Anthony girl Davis. and their car. Yo, drop his name quick. Anthony he Davis, actually, too. The story I'm with saying. him, apparently, is he doesn't bad. work out at all. He just I, plays And I heard that he eats a lot of burgers. and like He has a very bad diet. Like yes. I heard that his diet is atrocious. <laughs> That's this what I heard. Why, this is why the man is injured Street all clothes. the time. Yeah. Street clothes Davis. That's what Barkley called him. So Barkley called him. He ain't lying. <laughs> It's a real thing. And funny enough, I have some things that I wanted to highlight with regards to recovery and healing and whatnot. And it's very Ooh. important. Like, people need to realize that you don't need to necessarily need to be an athlete um, to have a solid recovery plan. And I know you had mentioned that you wanted me to touch on that. Yes, uh, and for the culture. Yeah, for the yeah, culture. We'll, we'll, we'll yeah, definitely. Yeah, for the culture, we're definitely going to go over that because sure. I think we had questions about the bubble and what, what to suspect because I think what happened from the bubble that season and then the Olympics season again, Oh, yes. Yeah, we're going to definitely break that down. A lot has happened. Lot. So, Fahim, sure. let's go to our, our hot topic because I know you wanted to touch on this because we talked about with Dr. J uh, mm -hmm. about, a year, about a year and a half ago and now – it's, it was are. clay day. It was clay day. Yeah. So go ahead, yeah. 
So just for context, um, yeah, you're right. What, two, year, two years ago, we two spoke. Ago. There was uh, many people, not just uh, Clay Thompson at the time, but we're talking Clay, we're talking KD, we're talking John Wall. Like a lot of guys were out for an extended period of time, right? Mm -hmm. And um, we were kind of grading players and what we thought, hey, you know what, like what do you think this player is going to be like when they do come back? Um, Clay was one that... Uh, I think uh, when we spoke, we were all kind of on the same page, kind of, you know, not sure, but maybe. I was sure. No, I was sure. Okay. So <laughs> I was we gave, sure. We, we, we gave a number, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, yeah. I'm just going to go to Dr. J since uh, this is really about him. Um, mm. Do you remember what your number was that you thought that you'd be, he'd be uh, percentage-wise? That that, that, that's what you were pulling up on the phone. <laughs> yes. You, you already know. Dr. J, listen. I already knew what he was doing. I'm like, he wants to pull up what he yeah. said. No, I, I just don't want to misquote. So are I just want to do me like Stephen A. When, like Stephen A. says, going nowhere in the playoffs. Put my hair back. <laughs> There's a number between uh, zero and a hundred. Oh my goodness! Let me what, let me say. I hope I said eighty percent. Not bad. Um, so let's. let's run and by the way, was this before the Achilles? Pardon me. Was no, this was before the Achilles? Uh, the, actually, yes. Yeah, so this was the first injury. He didn't quite have his second injury. Okay. Yeah, it was okay. the first injury. Yeah. Okay. No, actually, this happened. No, no, yeah, you're no. right. You're right. right, right the second right, injury okay. happened, I think, in October, right, for him that right. year? Well, I don't yeah, know yeah, sure yeah. the month, but I do know that. Yeah, uh, the month after. I was actually very surprised that he got injured right after. So here we go. Yeah. Um, this is after the first injury by Clay. Mm -hmm. uh, this is Dr. J. I don't want to misquote you. So we'll just run this, and then you can go ahead. Run it. <laughs> there we go. Uh, is that the story? I'm, I'm skeptical that Clay will be back to his explosive self. I can't see him going to the rim um, with the same amount of force and, and speed. He'll, he won't lose his shooting touch because he'll jump that high off the ground anyway. But with regards to his game going to the basket, I don't think that's going to be the same. Mm. So give me a percentage. Uh, I'm going to say eight, 75. 75. All right. Yeah. Dr. J. There I'm you happy go. With myself. I'm happy with myself. Now, in my defense, after There's that no first game, mm -hmm. after that first game that we all saw that explosive dunk, mm -hmm. the only reason why he has, actually has this explosiveness is because he didn't play for over 941 yeah. days. Yes, yes. The extra Absolutely. rest, of course. Of course. Absolutely. We'll get there, but just know that if he didn't have that second injury, there was a good chance that he would not have had that much recovery rest. Like he it's true. definitely worked harder on this injury without me even being there than the first one because of the fact that this happened as he was recovering from the first one. Yes. So there had to be more attention to every detail, and he was not mm -hmm. rushed back. As KD told him, no, don't rush this. Take your time. I think that's probably the best advice, and I really hope that there's a lot of – uh, student athletes that are listening to this and parents of student athletes because they're crazy when their kid gets one of these injuries either an ACL or even an Achilles their whole mind says oh I gotta get him back on the court as fast yeah. as possible because he was ranked number one in the <laughs> alphabet soup ranking of Toronto I'm like yo who cares that's irrelevant man like Agreed. let's take the time that the kid needs to get back that's a fact so, so, so Dr. J, let me ask you this then. Um, I, 
so I kind of treat this like Derek Rose. No, this is how my, my, my train of thought, okay? There's Derek Rose. Um, he was injured, re-injured, came back. When he came back, I was, uh, it took me a while for me to feel comfortable and say, like, oh, is he going to injure himself again? You know what I'm saying? Everything was very touch and go, touch and go, touch and go. I'm kind of having that with Clay. Obviously, no one's hoping he re-injures again. Mm -hmm. But I'm still not, as much as the dunk was very, he looked explosive, he looked great. Yeah, I yeah. still am very much uh, touched. Like, I, I feel like I'm going to need at least a good, maybe even like to the, like I need a season worth before I can actually like treat him like, okay, he's good. Okay. Yeah. That's, no, that's a good point. Um, but the, the, the factor that we need to keep in mind is 941 days. Like 941 days is what really is a pinnacle uh, and a good, uh, important factor because of the fact that he was away from the game for an extended period of time, which it was more rehab focused. It sounds so sick to say this out loud, but the best thing to happen to him was rupturing the Achilles because it gave him more time to rest and not only strengthen the knee, but he had to also work on his Achilles tendon rupture. In 2020, in my office alone, I had over 20 plus patients with Achilles tendon rupture from serious? January to August. And these were not NBA players. These were regular people that were unfortunately got bit by the COVID uh, bug of staying inside. And it was decided to, yeah. yeah. And they decided to go and do what they used go to crazy. do before it. And <laughs> they all tear off their Achilles. How many of those injuries do you think would be prevented if they did proper stretching? Let's be real. A lot of people go out and play. And... See, I'm going to correct you on that. And this is oh, a go ahead. misnomer of, with mm -hmm. regards to how you cannot prevent injury. Like, you really can't. Like, there is no magic exercise. There is no magic stretch. There is no juice or, or waist belt or whatever it is. <laughs> but Not the waist belt. No, not the waist belt. But you can mitigate the extent of the injury mm. so instead of having a full-blown tear of an achilles you could have a strain of the achilles mm. so instead of stretching your achilles you need to strengthen it you need to put it in the position mm. that it could tear and the way that it could tear is at its maximal tension so i'm going to pull up my john morant hairstyle for a second so i can mm -hmm. show you guys this so this say this is the tendon the Achilles tendon. Mm -hmm. And it can go as far as this. This is how wide it can go. But so say you've been sitting... Band, say that again? I'm just letting people know who are listening to a podcast that can't see. You're it's stretching. a hairband. Sorry. My apologies. Okay. I forgot we're on a podcast. <laughs> so I have a hairband and I'm opening it up as wide as I can, everyone. And if you've been sitting on your buttocks for an extended period of time and you just decided to go and hoop and open up the tendon like this, where it hasn't been in that position for a long time, mm. it's going to yell at you. And the way that it yells at you depends on how inactive you've been. So if you've been doing some work where you're putting your tendons under tension, they'll be like, okay, I've been here before. But if you haven't done that, it's going to be like, oh, F, I don't know if I can swear, but oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. I've never been here before. I'm out. And out means rip. Deuces. Damn. Mercy. That's it. That's, a, that's every injury. And it's so crazy how we don't have a lot more practitioners communicating this, clinicians, to patients. If you don't do something and you attempt to do it, your body is going to tell you, I don't want to do this anymore and shut down. Rip. 
tear, break. And that's, that's physiology. So, so would you say it's best to, for those who are trying to get out there um, or, or start working out, is it best for them to kind of slowly, like, kind of have a, like, like start out slow and then increase intensity? Like, would that help at all or no? Of course. There's okay. that moderation to every, there, there's a gradual increase to everything. Okay. But the misnomer for people being active and wanting to lose weight or, or reduce injury is cardio and stretching those two things are not what's going to protect your muscles from being ripped or your or anything like that or losing weight it's actually stressing your nervous system and your muscle tissue and you only can do that when you put the tissue under stress and the only way you can do that is by lifting heavy things or putting the tension under the tissue and that is resistance training, not running on a treadmill, not taking your leg and holding it up over your head for an hour or whatever. Those things are good. I'm not saying that running and stretching is not good for you, but it doesn't target the tissue the way that it needs to, to strengthen it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He broke it down, broke it down, Fahim. Trying, trying. Wow. No, I'm, I'm great. So, so after watching Clay perform, right? Um, like are you were you shocked when you first saw his game were you like okay he rested for this long so it makes sense and how far has science come because like, i could imagine back in the day like a tear like that would have ended your career now we have guys like even kevin durant when he came back like Absolutely. i mean this man is going off he, he's the mvp leading candidate right now Absolutely. so what's your thoughts on the advancement of science and like recovery for these athletes so two things that I want to highlight with this question because I knew you were going to ask. Number one, it's time. Time. They did not rush to come back. They rested. Durant was gone for a good amount of time. Same thing with Clay, 941. He should get a t-shirt with that on it. 941 days. That's a long time. Um, and I'm just going to read off a little bit of some notes that I wrote. But the, the typical person that tears an ACL, we're looking at six to nine months of healing. For it to heal, that's just healing so that you can walk like a normal human. But to return to sport, it's 12 months, which is adding another six to three months to what I just said. So you need time for it to heal. And healing is broken down in the following ways, by the way. Let me just break this down for you. Phases of healing, of tissue healing. In the first hours of the injury, you're bleeding. Your body's reacting to it and it bleeds either internally or externally. And your body creates an inflammatory response to this. And that's the next phase. And that could last from hours to weeks. And just think about any time if you've ever injured any part of your body, it still hurts hours and days after the injury. And that's normal because your body is now almost attacking itself because something isn't where it's supposed to be. So after that, we're looking at proliferation, which basically means that the body is now trying to put cells back into the place where it's supposed to be. And it's not necessarily going to send the same cells. So there's three of us on here right now. Mm -hmm. Nelly, you have a house on sand. Faim, you have a house in the country. And I have a house in the city. We're each going to use different material to build our house. But if I go on vacation, I say, yo, Faim, I need to come by my house and something is broken in my house. You're going to take your material that you use to try and build on my house. But that might not necessarily work. It might make my house too hot, too cold. But it's still doing the job. That's literally what's happening in this phase where your body is literally saying, let's just get some tissue there. 
to protect it. Mm-hmm. And then the last part, which is weeks to months, this is where, depending on where you are in your life, if you're an athlete, you want to remodel the tissue so it can come back to what it was before. But if you're a regular Joe and you're done with your basketball career from the, at the Y, your remodeling doesn't last very long. Not as soon as you can walk, you're done. And you're yeah. like, okay, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm, I'm done with physio. Uh, I, I, Dr. J's beating me up too much. I, I can't take this anymore. I'm done. And that's usually, well, that's 90% of people, to be honest with you. 95, if that. Hopefully wow. you're recording that. I'll tell people that next year when I say that again. <laughs> no, no, no. It's all being recorded, man. Listen, I am learning. Y'all, my mind's blown right now. I'm like, Fahim? <laughs> like, for real, I'm learning a lot. So we're going to mm-hmm. go into our next segment. But any last questions for you about Clay? And I definitely got to definitely gotta close it out with this. Um, so Clay's back. Um, if we can just get in, maybe if you could squeeze us in in about 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. What you got for Clay coming back on a number between zero and a hundred once again? No, after seeing that first game and I'm seeing how eager he is, and and also a big thing that happened to him as well. I believe he he went through a mental rehift, like cleansing. He, like oh I can God, tell. You can see it. You can yeah, see it, man. It's, like, because it's way there's better. many games. He was sitting on that bench. You can just see how emotional he was. So I'm gonna go to ninety five percent. He's going to be back. And he's wow. comfortable on the court. He looks great. Of he course, looks so yeah. good. So I, I'm not going to put any negativity towards him at all. But I right. So, back to him, so. so you're kind of leaning toward how we're viewing KD. Like, Correct. No one really thinks about KD's injury. Wait, like we're beyond that. He's just bothering. <laughs> yeah, he's sick. Yeah. He's going back. off. Right. He's and back. you can back. So Clay is back. Enough said. Enough said. All right. So um, Nelly J, let's go to For the Culture. For the culture, we like to highlight individuals for the culture. And today, we get to highlight Dr. Joel Kerr. <laughs> so Dr. J, for those who do not know, he's the founder and director of therapy at the Health Institute, Mans in Scarborough. Okay, y'all? It has been around since 2010. 2010 and um his experience as a health practitioner strength and conditioning coach motivational speaker he's dedicated to providing young athletes with the tools to building blocks needed to be successful on and off the court or field depending on what they're playing so uh dr j you're a leader in sports and medicine i remember you've worked in many tournaments like nike crown league which is the nba sanctioned summer league i know uh, the program league that uh funda who we had sheldon Cassim used to run so you're always a part of the grassroots as well as professional and my mom goes to your institute as well and she's she's also talking about dr j and the doctors there and a lot about how great you guys are impacting not only the elders but of course the youth as well so absolutely what made you want to start your own institute? You know what I mean? As a person of color, like, was it hard to get into it? And what kind of pushed you to get it done? Oh, man, these are all great questions. Um, <laughs> first of all, thank you for the intro. And um, the vision that I had for the Health Institute was created while I was in class at uh, chiropractic school. Uh, just sitting there daydreaming about what I wanted my practice to look like, what I wanted my clinic to look like. And the main thing that I wanted to see was people within this clinical space that looked like me. So I handpicked and selected and groomed the practitioners that I work with um, 
to make sure that they came from similar backgrounds um, so that we could just basically go out in the community and be like, hey, listen, we are authority, authoritarians in health. And I use the word authoritarian not in a negative way, but just as a way to, to really push our community to be healthier. And let's just be honest, it's not a priority within our community. Our community is usually about survival. And surviving means working X amount of hours and minimizing our, 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 our income on taking care of ourselves. And then when something happens, we're like, oh boy, now I got to do it. And that's not the right way to live. And we got to change that. And if this pandemic does not encourage you to do this, I don't know what you've been doing for the past two years. You cannot wait for government and doctors and all these other people to take care of you. You got to do it yourself. And there's some basic things that you can do every single one of you. I feel like I'm preaching right now, but I'm just going to keep going. Um, no, preach, there's, preach, there's, man, <laughs> preach. There's just basic things that you could guys, we can all be doing as humans to make sure that we are healthier. And the first thing is, number one, we need to make sure that we're getting good sleep. I know I always tease uh, Nellie J on this one. She does yeah, not bad. sleep. Yeah, She's a bad. bad sleeper. I'll talk your <laughs> business out on the people then. I am a bad sleeper. <laughs> get better sleep. So there's times where we should not be up doing work, 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock, all those well, my mom would call them witch hours or demon hours. We should be sleeping on them times. So that's number one. Uh, number two, your nutrition, your eating habits are paramount. We got to stop eating things in a box, box food, processed food. All that stuff is fake food. You don't like fake people. Why are you eating fake food? Um, training, you need exercise. And if you don't like exercise, if you've never played a sport in your life and you don't like sweating, at least walk walk go for a walk walk in a park walk on the street just move your body for at least 20 minutes a day ideally in the morning that's my ideal situation but if you're not a morning person just make sure you get the 20 minutes in some capacity hydration get a water bottle big enough that you can't lose or miss so you got to try and drink a big amount of water throughout the day try to get through one of these each day stress management very important your children can stress you out your partner can stress you out your parents can stress you out you can stress out yourself but you have to figure out a way to um, reduce that stress. And you can't use devices to do that. Devices meaning alcohol, drugs, gyal, man, whatever. All of those things have a toll. So you don't want to use something that's going to add more stress to your life. Mm -hmm. And then the last thing is supplements. Honestly, supplements are a like a cheat code. A cheat code to getting a boost. Right now with this something that's going on everyone should be trying to get as much vitamin d inside their body zinc um, uh, uh, vitamin a vitamin c vitamin e and selenium all of those vitamins that i just listed off are paramount to keeping your body healthy i am not going to tell you that those vitamins are going to prevent you from getting what's going on that's not what i am saying but i am saying it's just helping to build your body stronger so you can do your day-to-day -day things do your little exercise you can do your podcast you can do your chiropractic or whatever it is that you're doing you're giving yourself a chance to do it and not feel like a slug at the end of the day uh, and that's my plug um also with regards to the space right now we're doing a little bit of transition I'm, I'm trying to see if i can make the health institute more of a gym style facility so if Ooh, you're looking for dope. us yeah um, if you're looking for a space a private um, gym space we're looking to offer some memberships some little varieties of memberships we're going to offer some group training for um, children uh, we'll do some martial arts and we call it uh, superman training or, or superhero training excuse me for it's more encompassing for girls as well and boys 
Uh, we got a program called Community Four, where we're looking to get four ladies who know each other, who don't know each other. You come in, you have a trainer. Um, it's affordable, and you got to meet at least two times a week. It's a ten-week program. We call it Community Four. And something I was following around with some of my friends. Um, we call it Dad Bod Training or No Dad Bod Training, <laughs> where we're just trying to get That's young a funny men. Name. No, it is. It's the truth because uh, <laughs> right now we don't have much things to do. So we're looking to see if we can make Friday night the training night for dads because we got to take care of ourselves too. I know every time with everything that's going on, we're always focused about the elderly. We're focused about the kids. We're focused about um, women. But hey, don't forget the dads, especially the dads that are putting in the good work. We, you guys need to take care of yourselves too. I've heard too many stories about uh, men this past two years in their 40s, late 30s, that are just dying. They, they don't wake up from going to bed. Mm. And that's scary. That is scary. I'm 42, going to turn 43 in two months, and I don't want that to happen to me or any of you. So, yeah, no dad bar training coming at THI. Hit me up. Let me know. Mm. No, that's nice. really dope. I'm liking all the plugs. I'm liking everything, guys. We're going to have uh thi's website uh everything so definitely can tap in with dr j again my, my mother's review is five stars um just make sure if you're from trinidad and tobago please wear red black and white uh, very, it, proudly, uh, and very proudly very <laughs> proudly any questions for dr j <laughs> um i do have one yes. have, so it has to do with what you're mentioning about vitamins um and I just need clarification. I would assume that when we're talking vitamins, the first option would be to maybe get them from from foods first. Of course, of course. And then if you can't get them from foods, then as an alternative to maybe supplement or whatever you can't get, then you would want to take the the pill form. Correct? Okay. I just want to okay, So yeah. the clarification on that is you always want to get everything from your food sources. So you're not going to not eat fruits and vegetables if you just if you take supplements. Supplements should not. I know the word says supplements. Replace, yeah. Right? Or it should not replace eating food. Okay, so you should definitely still eat your food that has vitamin A, vitamin C, vitamin E, selenium, and zinc, and vitamin D. But adding these to your regimen is only going to help your immune system. And I now I've just, uh, again, I guess I'm plugging another plug. I just recently created a partnership with a very reputable Canadian manufacturing company for vitamins called Canprev and Cytomatrix. Top of the line, we're not talking about Costco or Shoppers or any brands like that. Uh, and I'm not trying to punk those ones, but the products and the ingredients that they use aren't necessarily the top of the line. Like there's different tiers to this. And those brands that I just brought up are like tier two and tier three. And most of you love wearing tier one shoes and drive tier one car. So I'm not sure why you're putting tier three ting in your body, but that's a whole nother story. <laughs> Bars. <laughs> Bars. No, I mean, that that's interesting to know. And like you were mentioning about just like, yes, I got to sleep more. I know, I know. Um, but in regards to just like the pandemic, right? Like, like you probably see more than we have. What has been the most common issues? Has it been the more mental game? Has it been like what kind of like, like what has been you think the biggest greatest challenge that you've seen in, in your clinic this past year? It's definitely the mental approach to dealing with what's going on. Mm -hmm. It's it's like having um, chains and having your wrists locked in together. You know you want to do something, 
but you just don't have the capabilities physically and energy wise to do it. Uh, and then the flip side of it is just being inside and working from home. And when you work from home, you don't have your same workstation, possibly you're sitting on the couch, you're lying in bed. So there was a lot of neck and, and back issues that were being presented to the office. But right now, I'm really interested in just building up our community and letting us know, letting the community know that, hey, the Health Institute is here. Uh, another little campaign that we started in December is called For You. And every fourth day of the month, the clinical space is open to you. And you can come in and do whatever it is that you want in terms of physical activity. If you're a novice, which means you've never worked out in your life, I will be there and just to walk you through a one-two exercise. If you're someone who's familiar with the gym, you can come in and use the space. It's completely free. And that's something that I like to call hashtag true pandemic relief because mm -hmm. these individuals that are responsible, quotation mark, for making these decisions, they're not really concerned, in my opinion, about the health of the individuals that they are in, in, in involved with. Like they're just giving one dimensional um one-dimensional solutions and our bodies doesn't work that way we need okay. to have multiple things to protect us and build us back up because not everybody's built the same that can handle the stress mentally this is really taking a toll on our children uh, the parents of children the grandparents of children and even people with no children this is this is not good so we're doing we're trying to do our best um sorry for him i thought my control for him because I'm, I'm curious to know with this lockdown because i have friends who own gyms and stuff like that and they were saying that having the lockdown for gyms uh, like keeping the lcbo open but not stuff like the gyms that i think is essential service yeah. just like the lcbo like what's your stance on that and is there anything that we can do because i feel like if they can keep groceries open and mm -hmm. like i mean i think gyms are essential for people to survive in this type of pandemic. So what's your thoughts Absolutely. on that as well? So, Fahim. I know I've seen a couple of tweets or memes or whatnot that the Ontario Premier keeps locking down the gyms because he wants everyone to look like him. Oh, but gosh. The real talk, the real, <laughs> besides that joke, um, they, in this side of the world, pro proactive healthcare isn't looked at as a necessity. So we don't do things on this side of the pond where we try to build our reserves in comparison to other places like in Australia and New Zealand or whatnot, uh, which are leaders in uh, my field. So we wait for something to happen. Mm -hmm. And that's the reason why the gyms, in my opinion, are easy targets for this lockdown. Because the value of gym usage and physical activity and living a healthy lifestyle isn't the norm like it's not what everyone does more people when they finish work they go home and they drink a beer they have a rum and they watch a movie and they eat box food and they go to bed like that's their routine every single day after work mm -hmm. so having physical activity being a part of society has to start with your home at home with your parents with your mm -hmm. children if you have that's something i stress a lot and i know i have a little little girl and she doesn't play sports and i know she doesn't like sports and that's fine but I do encourage her to be active. Like we'll wrestle, we'll go for walks, we'll pick catch and whatnot. These are all things that you should be able to do right now in the event that you don't have gym membership. You can still walk. You can still go outside. You can still do physical activity based stuff. 
you don't necessarily need to have a gym. But with regards to the LCBO, like I heard another quote just again from that same premier. He's basically saying that he can't shut down the LCBO because there's too many people dependent on alcohol. Like take that in. Yeah. And if they take them, if, if you close the LCBO and these people who are alcoholics can't get their alcohol, they're going to go into withdrawal and they're going to go into the healthcare system and it's going to stress domino effects that we're doing. This is yeah, the mess that we're talking it's, about. It's, exactly. It make, it's, it's, it's maddening to even think about the mm-hmm. fact that we're keeping this substance available to addicts because we don't want them to go into withdrawal and end up in the hospital system and compromise what's going on right now. Yeah. It's a hot mess, man. No, for it's real. a hot mess. Um, so, uh, Dr. J, just what you mentioned earlier about, um, you know, people, um, being active, maybe mm-hmm. going too hard and not easing their way in. And that's why these injuries can happen. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to leave with like, have people who may be from this conversation here, me included, saying, yes, you know yes. what, what you're saying makes sense. Maybe we should try and apply some of this. Is there something that for people who can't get out to the health institute and can't go out, that if you can just say, I'm saying even three things around the home, Mm-hmm. That is very simple that you think realistic people starting can do. Okay. Uh, great question. Um, just to add the Health Institute, we can also do virtual sessions, just letting you know. Plug, 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 plug. We definitely Talk do. We have a, All right. we, um, Perfect. We just updated our software and we were able to do virtual sessions. So, yeah, that's an option. Good. So, three things. Number one, number one, you must drink more water. Water should really be the only thing that you're drinking, okay? Number two, you got to get a good amount of sleep. <clears throat> you got to get a good amount of sleep, okay? <laughs> Going to bed after 11, 12, 1 is not the ideal. And then number three, number three, you must do at least 20 minutes of walking every day, okay? okay? Um, for I, do, my app, I do all, I do two out of three. Two out of three. Okay, that's sixty-six percent. You're okay with that? <laughs> no. Ask your mom if you ask your mom if you bring home a sixty-six percent. What happens? Wow. To you? Exactly. <laughs> but on the real, like the, the, this is what I do with my patients now, and I just think back to some of the day back in the day when I used to have patients. I would try to um, be nice to them and sugarcoat their own personal health. But right now, all I do is I put four squares on a box on my whiteboard, and I tell them to grade their health grade their health and interestingly enough while i was doing some research for clay they were talking about all these things that he changed after the achilles injury like his sleep habits nutrition his training his hydration his stress management supplements all of those things were a plus some of them were a minuses b minuses with the acl one he's he's also single now too he's also single as well i'm just i'm letting y'all know (laughs) yeah Um, but that's something that is important. All of those things that aren't to do with physical activity and playing basketball for his recovery and for everyone out there is important. Those are the building blocks, your sleep habits, your eating habits, your hydration, your stress management, your ability to take in some good nutrients with a supplement. All of those things are geared around building your frame, making you stronger to withstand stress. This virus is a form of stress on your body. If you are weak and you 
cannot fight it, you will suffer from it. If you don't take the defenses for it to help boost it up, i.e. the vaccine, you're putting yourself in a compromising position to fight this said virus. And that goes with everything. Mm-hmm. That goes with everything. You walk down the street and you know you don't work out, you can do five push-ups, and a man comes to try and rob your wallet and he doesn't have no tool on him and you want to try and fight him, you're not going to fight him because you're going to get your ass kicked because mm-hmm. you don't have any strength. That's with everything. Got to build your strength up so you can Dr. defend you yourself. Want to this one last thing in before we, uh, we transition out of... Uh... For the culture. Actually, it's not, no, after you have, we have a question. To you went up there. Cool, cool, cool. So this is, um, I'm, cause we, we spend a lot of time talking about clay and the, the things that clay is doing. And it's mm-hmm. great that you gave the rundown on clay, right? Um, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but, uh, clay Thompson, he's launched a CBD oil brand. It's mm. called just live. I'm not, I'm not, I did not right? know that. Yes. Okay. So that's been launched. I just want to know real quick, um, uh, in regards to his recovery, uh, do you think that the CBD oil brand that he's having since he's launching it, I'm assuming he's using it. You think that uh, would have any effect in regards to helping his cell, like you're talking about cells and regeneration and stuff like that? Do you think that has any effect to CBD oil or do you think it's, how do you think that plays it real quick? Well, as a Rastaman here, I have to 1000% promote the use of all greeneries. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I can send you a fascinating document that I came across today that talked about the uh, medicinal properties of um, uh, it's documented in English or is it in medical terms? Because no, just it, it's, okay, it's it's definitely it's a, readable. It's in English. It's okay, just want to make sure because it's you, readable you see, by you everybody. Terms and I'm, okay, so I I just gotta clarify. That's all. <laughs> I have to clarify. Go ahead. But all seriousness, <laughs> it's actually pretty fascinating. The early findings are indicating that marijuana use helps reduce the symptoms of COVID. I did so hear that this afternoon, actually. It's fascinating stuff, right? Wow. And with regards to the CBD oil and his recovery, I'm going to say who knows, but it won't, it doesn't hurt. And clearly it helped. Right. Okay. Right? It clearly it helped. Like it doesn't, it, with any medication, it may work for some 100% and for others, it does not. Mm-hmm. But for sure, one thing that I know, you get some good sleep, you drink some good water, you strengthen up your body, you reduce stress and negative people around you, you're happier, healthier. End of story. Those things, you, everything I just said, you can control. Yeah, no, it's everything true. I just said. It's true. Everything it's I just us said. To control. Can. Well, guys, we're going to work together on this, the sleeping. Maybe I should create a sleeping club where we kind of go to bed <laughs> and we have to like be like, get off Instagram, Janelle, or that sounds kind of dirty still. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, well, I am sleeping a nerd. <laughs> a sleeping club. Yeah. So we say, go to, go to bed. Like, we got to hold each other accountable because sometimes I'm just like, just just watching memes and laughing okay but um my last question was we talked about the bubble uh, the short turnaround i remember lots of the nba doctors were against so remember before the leak started back there was an argument between starting december 22nd or in january right mm-hmm. lebron was saying we should start in january because yes. more recovery time who's advocating that but some players saw yes. the, the the paycheck right and if they started earlier they'll get paid more money right mm-hmm. Was it really that detrimental starting that early? Because I understand, like, we, 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 we kind of get the logic, but, like, even if they started a month later, I feel like it still would have been still too early to come back from a, a bubble-type tournament play for not all, of course, but the players that were in the bubble. Your thoughts on right. that entire dilemma? Yeah. I, re- I really do agree um, that 
it was a short turnaround. Um, what we really don't see with regards to these games is the physical, I hate the word physicality, but the physical nature of uh, basketball. And if you are going through a long season and playing in the playoffs and winning a championship, like you're playing a lot more games than other guys are. So the lack or the minimal amount of rest time between the season ending and the season starting 100% had a huge role to play on the number of injuries and the severity of the injuries. Because recovery is everything. Recovery is everything. And I'm going to repeat the recovery list once again. Because if you're able to put these things as a priority, as a pro athlete, as a mom, dad, no matter what, like you can give your body a chance to recover. Sleep, nutrition, exercise, hydration, stress management, supplementation, those things. Take those things in order. Most of those NBA guys, like I said earlier, don't really put a priority on their body. They're just there to collect the check and put the ball in the hoop one, two times. You know, you can see those guys. Their body well, looks exactly the same as they say- got from college to now. Yeah, right? because like because like Zion gained all that weight, so oh, we gosh, saw yeah. the detrimental of that. I mean, yeah. how, how do you feel about that? Like, like were you saying that like because <sighs> you know he's getting paid millions of dollars to play a sport? Like, yes. what are your thoughts on that? Is it only just food, or because I know they're saying that his foot was injured and he couldn't work out as much, but I know the other things he could have done during yes. the off season, right? Well, there's a couple things with that. Like I've seen him play live. Um, and Duke when he was in university. And he was a big boy. And we had access to um, see him after the game as well. And he, he definitely was not a small young man. Um, the injury for sure to his foot um, was ridiculous. Like it just held him back. Mm-hmm. But like you said, like this is NBA teams. Like they have multiple ways for these young men to still be active. For example, at the Raptors facility, they have underground treadmills in the water. So there's less mm-hmm. impact on his foot. He could be swimming. He could be using a wind bike. Like, there's just so many things that he could be That's doing to so keep his cardiovascular cool. fitness up. That There's no excuse. So there's a combination of things. He has bad people around him in his circle. The management, they don't feel comfortable talking to him about what's going on. And lastly, his own accountability. Like, he's got to know that he... Is supposed to be out there being the next face of the NBA, and he's not doing that. And there's probably a lot of psychological yeah. um, damage there where he's using food as his drug. Food is definitely a drug. It's the most, most utilized drug and yeah. addictive drug that nobody points the finger to to say, hey, man, how come you're eating six Big Macs at 2 a.m.? Like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. That's more normalized than him snorting Coke or drinking a whole bottle of Jacks. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah, moderation, man. No Oof. moderation. Big Mac. Bonnet. <laughs> Dr. J, man, thank you so much. Um, y'all, for the culture, now you know why. We're going to have him on the podcast again to drop more knowledge, okay? Sure. Hold mm-hmm. us on, on it. But um, yeah, let's get to the next segment, Fahim. All right, let's close it out with That's Absurd. That's Absurd. Fahim, bro, what was absurd this week? What was absurd? Who hasn't known in college football, the United States, the University of Georgia, the mm-hmm. University of Alabama, Crimson Tide. Um, that is, uh, we'd have to say an upset because Alabama always seems to be a favorite. The absurd, so there's nothing absurd about that. Shout out to the University of Georgia. The absurd part is they had a linebacker. And after you know how it goes after um, you win, 
the cameras are there, uh, confetti comes down, everyone's hype, and they throw you a t-shirt, and definitely they throw you a hat of the winner. Yes. Um, a University of Georgia linebacker on the winning team, he was handed a hat that had the University <laughs> of Alabama championship hat. <laughs> but while, how do you... <laughs> while there's television, like Somebody there's cameras around everything, so he's walking around <laughs> with an Alabama championship hat. That's oh, a prank. That's evil. <laughs> Who did that to that's a, that's yo that's absurdity. <laughs> but you do know that they print both teams. Exactly. Yes. They don't know, right? right? They don't know who went. But another thing, that's a lot of waste. Mm. What do they do with all that clothes and hats and stuff? I heard that they just ship it out to like Cuba and Dominican well, and stuff like I that. Answer for you, Doctor J. So it goes. Um, you're you're. 100% correct. So they print for both teams just for situations because they don't know who's going to win, right? Mm -hmm. uh, winners, they usually get the hat after and they wear it. Um, the losers, they actually get sent to two major uh, charities. One is World Vision. Yeah. The second is Good 360. Okay. And um, they send them there and the World Vision sends them to Zambia okay. um, in particular. Um, and uh, Good360 sends it to all, actually to many, just states here, doesn't state where, but many parts of Africa. So they, in other words, to answer your question, they go straight to Africa. Um, maybe for obvious reasons. Go ahead, Nelly J. It looks like you want to say something. Go ahead. Okay. I, I have a lot of questions, okay? Because you know me, I'm about logistics, okay? I'm all about logistics. So yeah. there's boxes that I was going to have, right? Typically, we're going to have boxes for Georgia, boxes for Alabama, Right. What I would have done is put the boxes for Georgia in the Georgia locker room. So if they right. win, when they come back or whatever, you give them these boxes with Georgia. Someone must have gone to the Alabama box, opened it, put something in the Georgia box as a prank to say, ha, 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 and given this Georgia linebacker to be a meme for at least a whole year. That's right. embarrassing. That's so embarrassing to be wearing the Alabama. That's and we all know the whole Alabama-Georgia rivalry. Like, that's that's absurd, Fahim. Dr. J, that's crazy. That I'd be so mad. I'd be so mad. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and the funny thing about it is, remember, this is fresh off a win. So right mm -hmm. after the buzzer sounds, they're mm -hmm. winning. He's not probably not looking to see what's – he's going to assume if he gets a hat, that hat is going yeah. to That's hilarious. Yeah. Dr. J, your thoughts on this absurdity and if we're the linebacker, Ooh. would you have checked? First of all, like, how would you feel knowing that you're wearing a, a, the, the, the opponent's championship hat? How, how would you feel, Dr. J? Honestly, I think this is definitely absurd. I never even <laughs> imagined. I can't imagine what that young man was going through. Someone was definitely trying to be funny. Listen, I guess we are dealing with some serious times. The man was trying to make a little joke, and this was his joke. Mm. But I just hope that uh, nobody got hurt or um, like physically assaulted or anything like that for this prank. I like pranks, to be honest with you. I think this was a great prank. Mm -hmm. It's a prank on a great stage. Mm -hmm. I just hope everybody can just sit back and laugh about it in a couple of weeks and whatnot. At the end of the day, Georgia won, and that's yes. pretty much it. Yes, yep. yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh, absurd, boy. That was funny. All right. Thanks for him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So tell you what, let's put this episode in the books. All right, y'all. That was episode 74. 
seven four. So, Dr. J, as you know, we'd like to give you guys a chance to do a shout out as a, as a guest. But this shout out, when you do a shout out afterwards, please share some pandemic advice. Whether because we're all home, there's parents home with their kids, people are struggling mentally. So, give us you know two or three tips for folks to do outside of sleeping. Okay, mm. outside of that, okay. Okay. other tips that they you can that they can do at home to kind of help them get through this, whether it's like reading of the fat, whatever you want to add. So the floor is yours. All right, my uh, final word for everyone, uh, just to try and get through this pandemic uh, relief, is to number one, you got to try to create a circle of people that you know you can uh, depend on for positivity. It is so easy for me to, to message Nelly J and say, listen, man, uh, everything sucks. Um, <laughs> I can't sleep. Can't drink no water. No one's coming into the clinic. And not knowing what she's going through on the other end and just trying to dump all my negativity on her. That's not cool. Okay. Like we, always, we, we need to make sure that we find a circle of people where, yes, maybe one or two times I could say that everything sucks. But not every single time I speak to your peoples that you're talking about negativity so i guess in that one statement is find a circle of people make sure the circle of people are at least trying to talk about some good things in their their circle and in their life number two if you have children make sure you give them some space you cannot be on them can't be doing that west indian typical machine gun why is this why is this do this do this jump up here put that there put that there put it, put it, put it. can't be doing that right now give them he's crying to grow because it's the truth he knows it's the truth um we can't be doing that right now the kids are going through it as much as we adults are and we need to respect the fact that yeah they're they, they need space they need some uh, opportunity to to make some mistakes and to grow and whatnot uh, and then the last thing is make sure that you give yourself some time. And time doesn't and cannot just be you sitting in front of the TV uh, watching Netflix, watching every Netflix show on there. Anime. Come on, guys. Oh, all told. of that. Go outside. <laughs> I know it's cold. Put on a toque. You're Canadian now. You're here too long. Put on a park up. Strap up your boot. And just go outside, let the cold bun off your face for a little bit, and then come back inside and do whatever you need to do. Those are my three things for everyone. And you don't need to be an athlete. You don't need to have an injury. We are dealing with unprecedented times. So be nice to each other. Be nice to yourself. And give yourself some space. Nice. Great. Uh, wow. I mean, my shout out is simple. Dr. J, thank you for being here. I learned a lot. Um, I will definitely work on things I got to work on. You know, I'm not perfect, but it's always good to be reminded on what's important, what matters, especially during this time. You know, mm -hmm. a lot of people, especially especially during the wintertime, people typically are depressed uh, yes. during this time. And on top of that, we're in a pandemic the second year in a row. So people yeah. are hurting. I think, the, I think the last one, two females saying, you know, check on your friends. If your friend's being quiet, like before they were always around, now they're gone, check in on them. Trust me, they're going through something. So Absolutely. thank you, Dr. J, for that reminder. Uh, Fahim, <laughs> I'll pass That's, it to you, bro. Um, so, Dr. J, I want to say it's, uh, it's an honor to have you once again. Thank you. Um, I'm just doing the math in my head now. Hopefully, we don't have to wait another 60... 67... Yeah, 
another, another 60, yeah okay oh, another 67 episodes uh, yeah. again we'll have to find a way uh, i think maybe we have to do something with uh um you know it, something to do with injuries they're coming oh, up sure. same with your injury report we'll have to work you in because um uh, it's always great you're not just uh a doctor in regards to uh sports but even life health uh, you actually mentioned something um what that's why i asked that question in regards to the three things what you've listed in regards to water sleep and walk um those things that anyone can relate to and sh like there's something that we, we know whether we're going to do it or not we know we should be doing it okay. right and it's very simple so i do appreciate that um and tanelli j i want to say um be sure to text me the sleep club because <laughs> I'm, I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> and see a sleep club. No, it, it'll be great because I don't go to bed. At, I know I should go to bed, but I'm just like, oh, what let me see what's on Clubhouse. Let me see what, well, Clubhouse oh, made it worse for me too. What's on Clubhouse? Oh, let right. me see what's um, happening. Oh, this, this anime just started. Like oh, I'm, boy. yeah, yeah. So I need to like, but yeah, Sleep Club, if you're interested, message me. Wow. <laughs> wow. Message her at a time that she should not be on her phone, please. Exactly. Let's support this. Let's support this. Do not message her at 12 a.m. Because she should be sleeping at them time. Oh, boy. That was episode 74. Oh, so wow. guys, if you had a great time, you enjoyed yourself, please like, subscribe, tell a friend to tell a friend for him. You know we're on all platforms. If you're looking for us, where to find us, that's Good Rookies Podcast, episode 74. And we out. Peace.